and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome to the Impact Wrestling Review Show. I hope you're all well. I hope you've had a good week. Nearly the weekend. We're nearly there. Keep slugging at it. Been a tough week in wrestling. But I am here to review Impact Wrestling from last night. And let's get straight into it, shall we? Uh, they started off with the Jay Briscoe tribute, um, well, the graphic anyway, and then Tom Hannafin, uh said a few words, which is nice, obviously. They had a rundown of what happened at Hard to Kill from last Friday. And then Mickey James opened the show, coming to the ring. She starts off uh, a nice little promo, but... Bully Ray interrupts her. He tells her to uh, get out of his ring. She refuses. She tells him to get out of her ring. Bully tells her basically shut up and says it's not Mickey's ring and she wasn't the main event of Hard to Kill. He was and he was the draw that sold out the arena. He says he made Josh Alexander. Uh, says before he came to the company nobody was watching impact mickey says the only headline she's seen is bully ray tapped out uh he then warns her to choose her words wisely mickey sort of stands up for herself and tells him if you want me out of the ring then take me out uh, savannah evans and tasha steels then come out tasha says she just wants to see Bully beat up Mickey James. And she says, Mickey can't beat Tasha Steeles. Uh, says she's going to take the title off her. Savannah Evans and cheap shots Mickey uh, from behind. They beat her down until Jordan Grace and Frankie Kazarian hit the ring. This is when director of authority Santino Morella comes out. And tries to figure things out what to do. And then... Ernest Cat Miller comes dancing to the ring. What the hell's going on here? Uh, basically, together they make it an intergender six-man tag. Pretty cool match made, but the Ernest Miller thing is just so random and left me scratching my head a little bit. Um, but then we did have the trio's six-man, whatever you want to call it, it was Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans and Bully Ray versus Mickey James, Jordan Grace and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Tasha with hard chops to Jordan Grace early on, but then she gets overpowered. Evans comes in and she gets overpowered as well with scoop slams. Uh, Grace wants Bully, but he just turns his back on her because he's an arsehole. Evans then nails her from behind. Mickey gets tagged in and takes it to Savannah Evans. Uh, Evans nails her with a lariat though and gets a two count a beautiful double underhook suplex got a two as well 
Mickey tries to come back, uh, but behind the back of the referee, Bully Ray pulls her hair and sends her to the mat. After the break, he tags in and delivers a big scoop slam, and then gets in her face. He's just degrading her, basically. Mickey, though, gets up, slaps him, so he does it again. Evans and Steels then work over Mickey James for a little while. There's a punk kick in there from Tasha Steels that gets two count. Jordan Grace gets a hot tag and she runs wild. She hits a Vader bomb on Steels, but Bully comes in to drag her off the pin. Grace, though, snatches him up, up for a fireman's carry, which is a cool moment, but uh, Bully Ray escapes, chops her in the chest, sends her to the mat. Kazarian comes in and takes Bully out. And the finish came when Mickey James hit a Fez press off the top rope and pins Tasha Steels. After the match, Masha Slamovich comes out and gets in the face of Mickey James. She won the right to a knockout title shot at Hard to Kill. And this is pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, I think I'm more into the Masha Slamovich Mickey James match than anything that actually happened in this one, to be honest. I kind of like the Bully Ray character as a character. Yeah. Frankie Kazarian certainly felt like an afterthought, though. He he hardly did anything. I I get that they were trying to um, put the spotlight on the women a little bit. But you would have wanted to see a little bit more from Kazarian. But entertaining, as I said. There's in a really badly acted backstage segment between Santino Morella and uh, Ernest Cat Miller. He Santino tells him about a six-man shooter match or something. I don't know. Uh, and then Dirty Dango's there doing a weird stretch. And him versus Steve Macklin gets set up for later. Diana Perazzo then had a match with Ashley Dambois. I think I'm saying her name right. I don't know. Perazzo takes control of it pretty quickly. Uh, Dambois shows some fire, but Perazzo just goes back to stretching her about. There's a big backbreaker uh, she goes to pin her but then pulls her out of the pin Dunbar does come back a little bit she hits a rolling neck breaker for two which looks awesome but a thrust kick from Parazzo slows her down and then she gets her up smashes her with a powerbomb hits the queen's gambit and wins the match I make no secret that Diana Parazzo has been my favourite women's wrestler of the last, what, three, four years. But I kind of feel she's done everything she needs to do in Impact now. I would love to see her in WWE, personally, and used correctly. I don't know if that's at all possible. Um, don't know what her contract is with Impact, or what, even if WWE are interested, she may she may not even want to go back to WWE after the way she was treated, but I would love to see it, personally. 
Uh, Jim Miller is then on the hunt for PCO. He's down in a basement. A bit weird, but I wanted to mention it because I thought Jim Miller was absolutely fantastic in this. Um, she genuinely seemed scared. Uh, she acted it so well. Uh, Trey Miguel versus Action Mike Jackson gets set up in a backstage segment. That's a match that is really interesting. And then we got Taylor Wilde versus Killer Kelly. There's a huge backdrop driver by Kelly to begin this one. Looked awesome. That looked like a finisher straight off the bat. Uh, they both throw hard strikes at each other. Uh, suplex into a guillotine by Wilde, but Kelly just picks her up, drives her into the turnbuckle to break it, then delivered a punt kick for two. Um, Taylor Wilde runs wild, double knees in the face, gets a two count. A double stomp sends Kelly headfirst onto the apron as she sunset flips and gets a two count. Killer Kelly comes back, headbutts after trapping the arms, Corner suplex and a corner drop kick gets two. A German suplex from Wild gets another two count. There's some roll-up attempts from both women, but eventually Killer Kelly wins it after locking in the killer clutch as Taylor Wild taps out. I think they kind of lost the fans a little bit with this match. Uh, they didn't really seem into it. For me, though... I've only seen Killer Kelly a couple of times, but she completely captivates me. I don't know what it is about her, but I think I'm all in on her. Um, I think she's great. I love the whole character, everything about it. Taylor Wilde's great as well, a legend of uh, impact. Yeah, it was it was okay, this match. More about the character for me. Steve Macklin then took on Dirty Dango. Uh, Macklin overpowers Dango early, but Dango with a leg drop and an arm trap suplex gets a two count. Macklin then nails him with a clothesline and gets a two off of that. He delivers a huge backbreaker, which also gets a two. Dango hits a backdrop driver and then uppercuts in the corner, followed by a side Russian leg sweep. And what I can only describe is his version of the people's elbow, but using a leg drop instead of the elbow. That gets two. Macklin comes back, hangs Dango up in the corner, and spears him, followed by the KIA, which is a DDT variation, for the win. This is good. Um, I really like Steve Macklin. Especially in Impact, I know he didn't really do anything in WWE, but in Impact, I think his run's been brilliant. And it's great to see Dango back on my TV. Um, Fandango, for those of you that don't know who I mean. Getting back in WWE, make it entertaining. Why not? Him and Tyler Breeze, I thought, were great. Dave LaGreca then sits down with his busted open co-host Tommy Dreamer talking about Bully Ray. It's pretty cool to see, if I'm honest. Uh, and great to see Dave LaGreca getting his chance on Impact. 
I really liked Dave. I love his um, show. I get the podcast over in the UK. Go and listen to it after you listen to this one, obviously. I want to put him over, actually, just for a second, for his tributes to Jay Briscoe over the last couple of days. I thought he did really well. Uh, as quite a few podcasters have done. Then we get the main event, which was Kenny King versus Mike Bailey in a fight pit match. Now, this isn't the WWE-style fight pit. This is what I think they wanted the fight pit to be. Uh, there were no ropes for or anything like that in this one. Um, and it felt like an MMA match at first. Well, throughout, really. But the fight went to the outside, and Kenny King threw Bailey into the ring steps. Uh, he threw Bailey face first on the ramp as well, and hit a running knee that opened Bailey up. After a break, uh, Kenny delivered a dragon screw, um, working over the legs, but then gets smashed in the face with a kick. Bailey cartwheels into an armbar, which looked awesome, uh, but King powered up and power bombed out of it. King dragon screwed Bailey out of the ring then, then hit a blockbuster off the apron to the floor. He then pulls out a chair from under the ring, uh, chucks that into the ring. He locks on a figure four leg lock after Bailey kicks the ring post. Uh, the only way they break that hold is by rolling to the floor. Bailey then went up the ramp and ran down the ramp into the ring to deliver a massive thrust kick to the face. He then climbed the ropeless ring post, Christ knows how, and hit a corkscrew splash from the top of that. He went for ultimate weapon to the floor but gets kicked in the face by Kenny King. Rolls him back in the ring. Uh, King caught him with a big spin kick. Wanted to win by knockout. That didn't happen so he locked in the figure four. So Mike Bailey picks up the steel chair and smashes him in the head. He unloads on King uh, and then delivered standing ultimate weapon. He then put a chair leant up against Kenny King's head and just stamps on it uh, and he wins via knockout as the referee called it off this was absolutely class, uh, really violent and really different to anything else that you saw on the show I loved it I'm not a big MMA guy even though I like watching it when it's on so it is hard for me to analyse this match too much, so I can only really go off my feelings towards it. Mike Bailey, for me, is incredible, and I want more fans to see his stuff. I think that goes for the whole company, actually. Let's get more eyes on Impact, shall we? I know there's a lot of top wrestling out there uh, to consume. you AW, WWE, if you watch Japanese wrestling as well. Indies, but if you can find time, then find time to watch this. I've recently come back to watching Impact, I've really enjoyed it. I don't think there's been a week where I've not enjoyed it. Uh, I'm gonna 
sort of get off my soapbox here because that is your impact review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show if you watched it through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page or follow me on Twitter. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back over the weekend with your AEW Rampage and Smackdown reviews. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.